You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry, and I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are in the beautiful Czech Republic. Here, actually, after going around to West Bohemia and Prague twice, we've had our fill of some amazing food. And usually in an episode, when we're talking about a place like Prague or talking about a city, we always have to have a segment called You Gotta Eat. And then you get to a country like this, and we have to have a whole show. Yeah, now here's here's the thing. We got here, we got to Prague. If you check it out, travelbrigade.com, we've got an episode about some unique sort of off the beaten path things to do in Prague. And then we went out to West Bohemia to a couple of really beautiful spa towns. And we've also got an episode focusing on the spa towns. But, you know, th- this is the sort of place, I mean, Prague has so many cool things to do. The spa towns were so beautiful. If we had showed up here and they said, look, Jeff, all we've got is potato chips and some Diet Coke, like I would have been, okay, this is, <laughs> I'm fine. This is great because this place is just so cool. But on top of that, they have this great food, incredible beer and a lot of great stuff. Now, I was actually going to mention something about the beer because what was kind of, I guess, not known to me is a lot of people think about beer and what do they think about? Germany. And what's really interesting is that actually the Czech Republic is known for their beer. They actually have more beer and different breweries. And of course, the creator of Pilsner, they are like enriched in this whole beer culture. And I think they sometimes get overlooked because of Germany. Which is right next door. And coming up, here's some interviews we've got today. We do have an interview about beer tapping in Prague. And this is really fascinating. We'll talk about this a little bit more in the next segment. We've also got an interview from when we went out to Carlo Vivari at a place called Becherovka. This is a famous herbal liqueur made right there in Carlo Vivari. A fascinating interview there. We've got an interview with a chef at the Grand Hotel Pup in Carlo Vivari where we had an incredible meal. And then we've also got an interview with the Grand Hotel Ambassador, which is also in Carlo Vivari. Actually, even though we've eaten and drinking this whole entire time, I'm kind of hungry right now as we're talking about all this delicious stuff. Kind of want to go back and try all some of this great stuff. Now, when we get back, we are going to have those interviews. And then after that, we're going to talk about some of our favorite little treats and meals while we've been here in the Czech Republic. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Of course, we are talking all this episode about the Czech Republic and food and drink here in the Czech Republic. Just did a little beer tapping, had a little Becherovka, and we're all good. Yeah, we've got a couple of interesting interviews coming up. One is uh, Carlo Vivari was a little western bohemia spa town we went to and check out our spa episode at travelbrigade.com it's also where they make becherovka which is an herbal liqueur it's you know the world capital of making this you walk in and there's this smell and it seems familiar but you can't quite put your finger on it and it's because they've mixed all these different herbs and spices to make this there's only two people in the world who get to know what the complete recipe is they never fly together or travel together. Just like the president and the vice president here in the US. So interesting. We had different tastings. There's several different kinds that are there. We had a lot of fun learning about all of that and uh, what food goes with it. There's a lot of people who make food with that as well. 
We've got a fascinating interview with Becherovka coming up. Before that, though, we're going to do a beer tapping interview. Now, this this was really fascinating. We go places all the time, and people say, oh, you know, go to this brewery, and you go there, and they show you how they make it, and then they serve you some, and you go, oh, that's great. This was totally different. I went to a place called Locale, L-O-K-A-L. If you go to the hot sheet for today's show at travelbrigade.com, you'll post, you can find a link there. First of all, the Czechs are the number one beer drinkers in the whole world. They put away more of the stuff than anybody else. They have the town of Pilsen nearby, well, where Pilsner was invented. Every day there are trucks that take Pilsner to these bars around the city in Prague and fill up their tanks, and then they keep the beer really cold they also keep the mugs really cold. And then there's three different ways that they serve it. And we'll post a picture of this. One is Hadlinka, and that is pretty much how you would typically have it, just a little bit of foam on the top. One is called Schnitt, and that's about half beer, half foam. And then one is called Milka, and that is about 90% foam. What you do is you drink it in one fell swoop. I tried it. I got 90% there. I couldn't quite the last of it away but it's a totally totally different experience of drinking beer it's something you have to try i I don't know how to explain it to you other than to tell you that you've got to go try it it's it's like nothing you've ever done before this was really fascinating i was totally blown away it was something i you know totally unexpected for how it all works and what a different way to drink beer it is so coming up we've got an interview at local and then we've got an interview at Becherovka. that's right and we'll be posting things at our website travelbrigade.com and we'll also be posting pictures at our instagram and twitter you can both find those at travel brigade we'll be right back questions or comments for the travel brigade tweet them at travel brigade Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Prague, and we're doing a special episode on food and drink here in the Czech Republic, and had some terrific food, but we also really, if you come to the Czech Republic, you have to focus on the beer. It is the sort of the national sport here. I'm here with Lucas Savoda, and we're here at a place called Local. So tell us about, you guys actually have seven different properties throughout the Czech Republic. Tell me about where those are at. Okay, so yeah, we, we have seven locales. Locales is uh, Czech restaurants with Czech food and Czech meal. Yeah, five in Prague and two in different uh, countries or different st- cities in, in Czech Republic. But each is the same because we, we do Czech, Czech kitchen only from Czech locals' uh, meals, and, uh, meats and, and vegetables, all from Czech Republic only. On uh, the bar we have Czech Pilsner Rukvar beer, Czech premium lager, I think the best uh, lager uh, in the world. And uh, we do this beer in different ways. What is most important for Czech regular customers is good beer and good food. And uh, the, the beer needs foam. It's uh, maybe different for uh, different states because Czech regular customer like foam a lot. Yeah, we have three basic styles for pouring. One is uh, Ladinka, is regular beer. Another is uh, Schnitt. It's a uh, small beer in big glass with, with big foam and milk. 
it's only foam. This styles is uh, most popular for customers. Yeah, I, I was really fascinated by this, and I'm going to post, if you go to travelbrigade.com and look on our hot sheet for today's show, we'll have pictures of this, the bartender pouring the different types, and also a picture of it shows you, and yeah, the, the beer tastes much different based on the level of foam, and I had never tried Nilka one before, and I didn't realize you drink it in, with that, it's mostly foam and you drink it in one fell swoop. I got about 90% of the way there. I wasn't able to completely knock it out, but I got about 90% of the way there. And and we should know, you guys serve it cold. This isn't different European countries serve it different temperatures. You guys go cold and with a lot of foam. And that was like something I'd never tasted before. Try to, if you could maybe explain a little bit how the beer tastes different when you have that much foam. Yeah, taste is different. And the temperature of glass too, because uh, we we tap beer here about four degrees, and we have on the bar a special bath for for glasses, and uh, this, this glasses is uh, inside in in drink water and cold water. And what is uh, most important for 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 pouring styles is clean and wet glass. And what is different in taste is the mliko, you, you try this, uh, the mliko is, uh, because it's only foam, it's a little bit sweetness. It's uh, not too hard for taste and good uh, and has good drinkability. And uh, the taste is, uh, it looks like milk in a, in a, in a beer glass, but uh, the taste is a bit sweetness and uh, smooth, or something like this. The schnitt, uh, this is the most popular beer for regular customers because is something uh, between no beer and one more beer yeah, because it's a small beer in big glass and the Czech guys like big glasses okay no no it's in Czech uh, pubs is not popular um, small glasses okay because small glasses is for a woman and I, I gave myself away as an American when I came in and, and ordered a small beer they, they knew not that they couldn't tell from my accent but I gave myself away by ordering a small beer I did not know this before coming here the Czechs are the top consumers of beer in the world and what is it what do you expect a typical person to drink in a day uh, yeah 143 liters per per uh, one in Czech Republic now but I think it's not only about the Czech guys but uh, many tourists like beer in Czech Republic uh, but normally uh, we we like beer um, uh, every every day uh, we, we drink beer I think for lunch normally and for dinner too and normally regular customers like about eight beers per day but not uh, for all but uh, regular customers about eight beers per day. And tell me about, you've got these tanks that you showed me downstairs of Pilsner. Uh, the Czechs invented Pilsner not far from here in the, a town of Pilsen. And got the Pilsner Urkel downstairs in tanks and unpasteurized. And tell me why that's important to have it in the tanks there and keep it cold. Yeah, uh, the, the, this, this tank of beers uh, started 20 years ago. This program started in uh, Pilsner Urkel Brewery. And uh, it's uh, perfect for quality of beer because the beer... In one tank, we have 500 liters. The beer has same temperature, about 4 degrees, and it's still fresh because the beer comes here in one day. Okay, Early morning from brewery, uh, one hour uh, later it's in restaurant, and we tap this beer after one day. Okay, In three, three days, the beer is out. It's most important because the beer is, is fresh, perfect, perfect fresh, 
and uh, yeah, cold and, and unpasteurized. We will post links to Lokal's website. You can go to travelbrigade.com, click on the hot sheet for today's show. We'll have links to their website. Again, we'll also have a video of pouring the beer. This really fascinating way. I feel like I've discovered a whole new way to, to drink beer here. So thank you very much, Lucas. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade, and we will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We are here in Karlovy Vary, and we're tasting a Czech national treasure, Bekarovka. We've done a great tour here and learned all about how it's made. We, they didn't teach us the secret recipe, which apparently only two people on earth know, and they never travel together. But we did learn about kind of how it's made, its history, and why it plays such a great role in Czech society. We're joined here by a tour guide. Can you give us your name? My name is Mirka Zouharová. And tell us, it seems like this Becherova, Becher, Becher, Becherovka actually has kind of, a, it's kind of a symbol of the Czech Republic in some way. Oh yeah, it is, and especially a symbol of Karlovy Vary, because it's made more than 200 years in Karlovy Vary, and the place shouldn't be never changed for the production. And I have to say, if you come here, you have to do the tour because when you first walk into the first room, you can smell the ingredients that they've put together. Now, I know nobody can tell us what those ingredients are, but describe that smell to me. It's sort of a cinnamon mixed with a wheat. Uh, as you felt very good, a cinnamon is included, a clove and the orange peel. Also, I can reveal to you warm wood. Warm wood makes the bitter taste. The other comp- uh, composition are capital in a secret for more than 200 years. I was really surprised after everything that this particular area has been through World War II and the years under communism that this brand survived all of that. Oh yeah, uh, it's a proof, I hope it's a proof of quality of the product of Becherovka. That's why. Now, besides the original, which we've tried, you also have a couple of other products that I, I really liked, a lemon and then sort of an aperitif one. Uh, Lemon is the new product which is made since 208, is uh, determined for young generation, includes only 20% alcohol. Uh, if you compare Becherovka original is 38%, so Lemon has just 20% alcohol, 12% sugar, taste and aroma of the fruits, and mostly of the lemon. So it's really very, very soft liquor. And how about the cordial? Oh yeah, cordial is made since 1911. Uh, this is the recipes from Becher's family still and includes very rich extract of lime blossom, white wine, 35% alcohol, 40% sugar. So it's really very sweet and uh, very similar as liquor of honey or port wine. And you gave us something about some amazing cocktails that we want to go try, Mix, mixing these with, with different things. I saw one with ginger ale that I would really want to try. And what's your favorite way to enjoy Bekorovka? Of course, my favorite is beton. 
equivalent in English language is concrete. So for us Czech citizens, it's a very funny word. Beton, it's like B-E as Becherovka, T-O-N as a tonic. Well, Becherovka with tonic. That's the famous popular cocktail in Czech Republic Hall. And my personal favorite also is Red Moon. Uh, so Red Moon is Becherovka with black currant juice. And yeah, and tell us the word we're supposed to say when we toast it. Nazdravi. It means uh, to your health, to be healthy. Nazdravi. We'll be posting information on our hot sheet for today's show about where you can find out more information about this and how it was actually, yeah, at one time used as a health, recommended as a health product. You had to get your daily dose of it in. I think I'm going to incorporate this into my fitness regimen when we get back to the States. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Travel Brigade. We will be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we not only have been eating and drinking our way through the Czech Republic, I'm just looking at this kind of list of things that we've eaten since we've been here. And of course, there's so many good things. First of all, meat. Lots of meat and sauces and breads and dumplings. The dumplings, that was kind of a popular thing, the roast beef and the dumplings. So many, so many delicious things. Sausages, pork sausages versus some of the beef and other sausage we've had like in in Germany and things like that. This is a pork-based sausage, but so many delicious things. Yeah, really typical meal is like a beef or pork with some sauce or gravy and then with with dumplings. I'm trying to figure out how I got this far in my life without having dumplings on a daily basis like we've had. Daily dumplings. There's all kinds of great places to eat food. Coming up, we've got interviews with two places that we went to in Karlovy Vary. One is Grand Hotel Pup, and we're going to speak with the chef there. We had just an amazing meal there. We're also going to speak with someone at the Grand Hotel Ambassador there and talk about some of their food offerings there. No, and one of the things I wanted to mention too is that they also have some very interesting desserts. They use a lot of pastries. They have a lot of things on the street like bakeries, pastries, all sorts of really, really delicious things and that you can find all over the city and all over. One more thing we should mention, if you check out our spa episode about the spa towns in West Bohemia, there are these things called colonnade wafers, which are highly recommended if you're, if you're going to be out that way. Again, we'll put all this information on our website, travelbrigade.com, and you can find that there and also at Instagram and Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Hello, welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin, and we are here traveling around all of the Czech Republic, enjoying different stops. And of course, you cannot come to a country and not go around and enjoy the amazing gourmet food. Yeah, and we're really lucky. We're, again, here in Carlo Vivare, and we're really lucky to be at the Grand Hotel Pop 
at P-U-P-P, Grand Hotel Pup. And this is where anybody who is anybody important comes here. Why do you think we're here? I mean, let's just... (laughs) They have a very famous international film festival here. This is where people come stay who come to the film festival. This is where, you know, foreign dignitaries come to stay here. And somehow they let us in the door here. And we're particularly excited to talk about the cuisine offered in the restaurant here. I'm going to have the two chefs that we're speaking with introduce themselves. Yes, because we keep wanting to say their names correctly and it's just not working out in our in our nature. This is the executive chef, is that correct? And your name is? Martin Pitak. And then we also have another chef that's here from Prague working on a special assignment. Basically, my name is Steven Perfect. And we wanted to talk a little bit, this is our first interview that we've done about sort of the cuisine here in the Czech Republic. Um, There's a lot of sort of staples. I know here it's some upscale cuisine. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you like to offer. So basically what Mr. Martin is cooking here is uh, international gastronomy, which is aimed at a Czech clientele and Czech gastronomy using local producers. And what are some of the popular ingredients or things that people that are pretty fairly regular that you can find here in the Czech Republic? Basically pork. Pork and fresh vegetables now is the season. So there's a lot of farms going on, a lot of foraging in the forest. So a lot of trout, a lot of uh, pike perch and pork meat. Pork meat. And tell us a little bit about your project, Stephen. Okay, I'm from a very small restaurant. It's a 30-cover restaurant that specializes in natural wines. And the project we have is a kind of a upscale restaurant where we do crossover gastronomy. So what we are presenting here in Pum Pump with Mr. Martin is basically kind of upmarket street food. Very interesting. Tell us a little bit about Czech wines. We've had a couple since we've been here that we've really loved. What's something you really recommend about Czech wines? Is there a particular type of wine that grows really well here? Basically, Vetlin and Wrestling is uh, Czech Moravia wines. Those are two types of grapes that are the most famous and the most used. For example, we in Red Piff, we use also the Vetlin, Wrestling, and uh, Pinot Grey and Pinot Gris. And then the crossbred wines, because we specialize with uh, small wineries, not large companies, just family wineries, clusters and churches or monasteries in south of Moravia. For example, Regina Coil Cluster. It's Olaha. So that's also Chardonnay, Wrestling, and Weltring. Tell us a little bit about like the seasonal cuisine that you'll be having tonight on the menu. Tonight, there'll be no seasonal food on the menu, but it can start on Friday. But other than that, there's going to be strawberries. We are now it's the season for strawberries, and so they're picking up strawberries now. When you go home for yourself and you want to make a really great basic Czech traditional dish, what, what's your go-to dish for like traditional Czech food? After you finish work yes, and yes, go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you pick up a sausage uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. from the <laughs> from the benzina on the way home. <laughs> That's just a joke. I don't no, think, no, no uh, joke. <laughs> because I don't think after 16 hours in the kitchen, I'm going to go home and cook. <laughs> I'll be very happy. What what I will find in the fridge, I'll be very happy and very appreciative for that. But if I'm off, then of course, a nice uh, river fish or nice piece of pork grilled mm-hmm. outside. I think Martin will agree as well. Yes, uh, uh, vegetable and uh, I would like pargo? Pargo. Asparagus? Yeah. We actually had Spargo last time we were in the in Germany. It was so sweet. It was so sweet. It was so good. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to put links to the hotel and to the restaurant on our a hot sheet for today's show. And you can check that out at Twitter or at our website, TravelBrigade.com. And we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
questions or comments for the Travel Brigade, tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry. I am here with Jeff Griffin. Again, we were checking out all the places here in Czech Republic, and we're having a really good time checking out different places, going to different restaurants, checking out different spots in the country, and today we are in another location. We are, again, in Karlovy Vary. What I love is the great tradition about this place and how much they place on tradition, and we're really lucky because today we're at Grand Hotel Ambassador. We're speaking with Martin Kumicic, I hope. I hope I got that name somewhat correctly. Three, two, two or three of the, the syllables correct. Martin, tell us about the history of this hotel because it's it's here along the main street. Tell us a little bit about the location and the history. As you already said, our hotel is on the main street. We are a historical building, and this historical building has a celebration of 150 years last year. So uh, it was actually, it's all the time the hotel, yeah? It was a hotel at the beginning, and we just continue with this tradition. So we are a historical building in the main center. We offer accommodation li- like a four-star superior hotel, and we have a brand-new restaurant, Pilsner Urquell, original restaurant, which offers tradition. Traditional Czech cuisine and the special Pilsner beer from the tank. Yeah, tell us a little bit about the Pilsner beer. You said it's some special Pilsner beer that you serve here. Actually, the biggest difference uh, between our restaurant and another restaurants are that we have uh, the special tanks, and actually, the Pilsner beer comes directly from the brewer in Pilsner directly to our tanks. So there is another chemical process between the pipes and the, between the kegs. Just to make sure, I tried some. Just, just purely, purely out of a professional editorial, editorial, editorial professional duty, and and I can attest that it is very fresh. Now, as we're looking around here, there's you know coffee shops and restaurants all through this area. You guys decided to, with your cuisine here at this restaurant, to try some traditional Czech cuisine. What are some of the popular items here? Actually, the most typical cuisine for the Czech Republic is the dumplings and the pork meal. So we offer in our around the pork knucks and the dumplings and that's probably the most typical for for Czech Republic. What are some of the other things that you have on the menu that are that are typically Czech here? The probably the typical Czech is as I already said it's the pork meal and together with the dumplings and the cabbage. Okay, and tell us a little bit about the hotel itself. You said it's a superior hotel like are there are different room types that you have? So we are a superior hotel, as you already said, and we have 84 rooms. We have a category classic, then we have a superior junior and suite, and two rooms tower suite, which is uh, two floors apart. And tell us, you were talking about how this is the main street. Tell us a little bit about like when people are staying here, what are some places that they can go or things that they can do when they're here? Actually, the 90% of our customers are the long-term spa tourists. So we are offering the complex full board and the treatment package, which is the most common for the car spa. It means that it includes a full board and then 18 procedures per week. So each customer who will come to our hotel has an entrance doctor's appointment. And after this appointment, we will provide him 18 spa procedures, typical for this location, and those helps 
to physically make the better physical condition for the customers. And what are some of the popular spa treatments that you offer? Actually, the most popular are wellness bath and massages, then cryotherapy, for example, the mood therapy, as well, uh, electrotherapy, and that's probably the most. And, and what is your typical stay when, when tourists come and stay? Do they, I mean, is it a three-day stay, five-day, seven-day? I mean, what's a typical stay at your establishment? Actually, our establishment is focused on um, each part of tourism. So it means that we have, for example, the tourist group, which came just for one day, but we also have a wellness stay for two or three nights. But the most, the biggest number of the customer arrive for one or two weeks for this special spa treatment package. And tell us where people can get information about your hotel and the restaurant. You will find all information on our web pages. You can also ask at the reception and the information center in the car spot. Perfect. We're going to post the link to the Grand Hotel Ambassador and some pictures of some of the great food here. We're going to post all that on our hot sheet for today's show. You can check that out at TravelBrigade.com. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin, of course. We have been here in the Czech Republic eating and drinking our way through the last five days, enjoying every bit of it. Yeah, and we've come to He Said, She Said, which is where we each pick our three favorite things. And when it comes to Czech food and drink, it's going to be tough to narrow that down to three. As always, She Said goes first. Well, first of all, I want to talk about the dish that I've had twice here. Of course, there's a beautiful Czech name for it, but the translation is sirloin in cream sauce. And that is one of the dishes that they say that is very unique to the Czech Republic because the sauce that comes with it is actually made from root vegetables as opposed to like maybe a meat gravy sauce. And so you usually have some sort of a braised sirloin or roast beef. And then you have these beautiful Czech dumplings, which are these big, huge, so huge, they have to actually slice the dumplings and serve them on your platter. And then they take this beautiful sauce that's usually a very, very bright color because of the root vegetables, either an orange or a yellow, and they pour it all over the dish with a little bit of sour cream and usually a little bit of sometimes some fruit like cranberry or something like that. Quite, quite delicious. So that is one of my picks. One thing that's always fun when you're in a place you've never been before is to go to one of the street food vendors. And we found some in the Old Town Square in Prague. And I tried a dish called I believe it's called haluski. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but what it is is it's potato, sauerkraut, and onions mixed together. It was a really unique flavor, and I really enjoyed it. My number two, and we talked about this in the spa episode, is the spa wafers. They were so fun and unique, thin, crispy. I love the smell outside of where they make them. They're big, huge. You hold them in a napkin, and you can get different flavors, chocolate, vanilla, hazelnut, and they're just very, very thin and very delicious little spa wafers. My number two is Becherovka, and we talked about this. You heard the interview. It's only made in Czech Republic. It's got this unique blend of herbs, 
for us Americans, when you talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken, the unique blend of herbs and spices, this is the this is the Czech liquor version of that. I still, do they do they do an extra crispy version? I don't know, but I still I will not forget that smell when we walked in. It's great smell, but it's unique and really interesting to hear about the history of it, how it you know has survived to this day. Now, my number one, I'm not sure if it's because I like the way it sounds or just that I like the way it tastes, but it's called palachinke, which means the Czech pancakes. They're delicious. They're very similar to a crepe, but they put different fillings in them. Quite delicious uh, where they're so the my number one is the drinking the Pilsner beer Mirka style. And as we mentioned, this is 90% foam, 10% beer, and you drink it all in one swoop. I've never experienced anything else like it. It was really cool. Less calories just with the foam? <laughs> Probably, but you got to try it sometime. We've come to the end of our episode, and unfortunately, we must leave the Czech Republic. Don't forget to check out our episodes on... Uh, Not without my palachinki. Don't forget to check out travelbrigade.com and find our episodes about unique things to do in Prague and the spa towns of West Bohemia. We'll have a new destination next week. In the meantime, don't forget there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next time. Don't forget to check out our website, travelbrigade.com and Twitter and Instagram. Again, see you next week and enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at travelbrigade.com.